What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of Thriving in the Trenches. Today is going to be the third and final part of my interview with Jules. If you remember last week, we ended, uh, I was asking him about the time between his previous marriage and when he got married again. And we'll just pick it up right there where we left off. So uh, if you haven't checked out the other episodes, I'd encourage you to go do so before you listen to this one. Here we go. What was what was the length of time between your, your divorce and then your getting married this round? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have to answer yeah, so, that if you don't want. I'm throwing some curveballs at you. So. Hey, so first of all, um, you can answer. You can ask me anything, and I, I'll always answer. No problem at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look. This, that, so here's the thing with that. Um, so first of all, there was like no time between mm. the the two relationships. I, I remember leaving. Um, I remember saying to my first wife, to saying, "Look." Um, I want to leave in three weeks. So that's what I said. I said, look, this is over. We can't make this work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to leave in three weeks' time. And um, I remember I hadn't actually been, because we'd been together since I was 16. So I had never been, I'd never had another relationship at all. Not another girlfriend, never been on a date. (laughs) Or anything, and I remember. I remember googling at the age of thirty-nine. How does I? Go, I actually googled this, bro. I, I googled how does a forty-year-old man go on a date? That's what I googled. <laughs> right? Because yeah, the last time I've been on a last time I've been on a date was nineteen ninety-four or something. It was insane. <laughs> so, 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 and it said, "Oh, lo- load an app." So I loaded the apps and I loaded Tinder on there, and I went on a, a date. So I was leaving in three weeks' time. And I went on a date after a couple of weeks um, with a um, a girl, and I was and she wasn't right for me. And on the the day before I left our family home, I went on a date with Michelle, and we mm-hmm. hooked up. And and um, on that first date, um, she said, "Look, what are you doing tomorrow?" I said, "Funny you mention that because tomorrow I'm actually moving out of my family home into a rental, but I got to paint a room, so I'm I'm going to be painting my son's bedroom in the mm-hmm. rental." And she said, "Well, do you want me to come and help you?" Mm. and uh, I said great can you paint she said no I'll come and help you anyway and I was like oh that's cool you're the kind of girl for me and so literally the day that I moved out of my family home I I literally went straight into a relationship and and at Mm. that time on reflection when I think back I was shit scared man I did not want to be I didn't want to be on my own I didn't mm-hmm. want to be on my own in a, I didn't want to go to sleep on my own, not not in a like completely freaking out way. It's just like I, I'd spent 23 years in a relationship. I right. didn't want to be, I didn't want to be single at all. Like yeah, I, I yeah. didn't want to be single. I couldn't, I couldn't contemplate what that was like. To me, it's it just not felt a life scary that you knew. and miserable. <laughs> right. No, not at all. And it was confronting. And so I jumped straight into another relationship and I, mm. um, and then we got engaged, um, man, like a couple of months later, I think, two or three months mm-hmm. later, and um, got married a year and a half later. Okay. Did you do you feel like uh, being in that relationship like early on contributed to you having because you said you had to grow through some stuff after or like 
in the last five years working on yourself, being in a relationship, did you find that a, a challenge to kind of having to learn these new things, but implement them like basically day to day as you're living with another person or was she kind of your advocate in that? Or how did, how did that work out for you? Just so in, terms of your own, in, in terms of your own personal development and growth, like the things that you learned from your previous marriage, did you work on those before the marriage was over or after you entered into this new relationship? And how did the new relationship mesh up with you working on yourself? Yeah, sure. So the um, so my wife Michelle, and she's a phenomenal woman, um, but she had done quite a lot of growth work herself in the two mm-hmm. years before meeting me. And so as soon as I met her, she said, "Hey, you should try this course." And I did, you know, I did one of the courses that she recommended. And so I think I'd, you know, I'd partnered with someone who was interested in growth and mm-hmm. law of attraction, the universe, affirmations, um, doing self development, and so. I, I kind of, you know, she really encouraged me down that path as well. And um, I remember something, I remember something beautiful about me just in the first two weeks of us being to, together. She said, look, my job in this relationship is to help you be the very best version of yourself. And I just oh, knew there and then, yeah, man, I, I just thought, fuck, she's the right one for sure. She is yeah. the right one for sure. And I felt that warmth and love and support. And even now I kind of feel sort of tingles <laughs> talking about that's it. So, um, yeah, so that's how I, I think in that, you know, it's certainly in that first year of being with Michelle, she, because she'd done a bunch of work and she was very supportive of that. That's how I, I, I went, started to go down this journey because I had been, um, when you think about the context now of what I've been through, even just one of the things like my dad being murdered, I, I'd mm. never been, I'd never talked to, anybody about that that is a therapist or i'd never been to see anyone about mm-hmm. about that as an example other than talking to mates about it so and now of course if a kid if that happened with a kid then there'd be a bunch of range of different services mm-hmm. you now you'd engage with them and to to help them with that so um so i was probably starting from kind of ground zero really in yeah. terms of having not really done any growth work or development or trauma work or anything when I met Michelle. Hmm. I want to highlight the way that you language what you said that she was very encouraging and supportive of you working on yourself. And I I think that's an attitude that we, we have to have for relationships to be successful in general, that if I, I would, this kind of a, an assumption to make, but if she would have came in, like I'm super experienced in this, I'm going to help you. I'm going to fix you. I don't think the outcome would be the same. Whereas, you know, as you know, we can't fix other people. We can't, it's up to other people. It's up to us as individuals to make the changes and work on ourselves. And I think having a partner, a friend, whatever, to come alongside and kind of walk with us and, and support us through that is entirely different than somebody coming in and being like, okay, here, I know what the problem is. Get out of the way and let me fix it. Because Ultimately, people can't fix me. I have to do the work. They can give me tools. They can give me support. They can guide me in whatever ways. But at the end of the day, it's up to me to do the work. And it sounds like her approach was along those lines where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm just here to support, encourage, like do what I can. But this is your journey. Is that is that kind of a correct statement? Yeah. So that's uh, that is that's how she is with me. But I'm the world's biggest fixer. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a definitely a male trait. 
So I, I actually, because I went on to um, uh, work in a shipyard and uh, managed 500 people in a shipyard as a program manager. And, and I, I actually, as a profession, and I, as a profession, um, fix super complex problems in organizations. And, and then in my personal life, uh, being an engineer in the logic brain as well. So with Michelle, so that's how she is with me. But with her, I'm like, here's different problems. Here's how we can fix <laughs> it. And uh, and I've had to learn the very, very hard way that, and particularly between, you know, with a partner and with my wife, that, that, that she just, in fact, it's taken me a, a further six, five years of to learn that most of the time, the vast majority of the time, um, Michelle just wants me to hold her mm-hmm. and under and understand. No fixing, yeah. like no fixing. Just let me express to you, Jules, how shit I'm feeling, and I just want you to hold a space. And, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, uh, geez, uh, it's taken probably a thousand arguments <laughs> for me to get to get get to the point where that's penetrated my um, male logic engineer fix it yeah. brain. Um, for it to resonate and go, ah, oh, oh, that's right. This is a signal for me to just hug her, rather than suggest how she can sort it out. Oh, I hear you, man. I'm I'm still working on that. When I get it right, maybe maybe half the time, if I'm if I'm being generous to myself. <laughs> so I hear you, man. Um, I'm a, I'm a similar ratio. I reckon. I reckon mm. now maybe maybe I get it right maybe a third of the time. Yeah, but, yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm more. I'm definitely more conscious of the times mm. that it's not working. I'm like, wow, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me, maybe I should change gears now. No, that's, that's awesome, man. It sounds like you're doing really well these days, man. And uh, I appreciate you sharing all of those details. Like there's some stuff that seems like it could have been quite difficult to share, but you're very open. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that as well. So thank you. No problem. Um. Is there is there anything you'd like to add, man? I'd like to do maybe do some some closing points. Anything that just general advice, wisdom, knowledge that you could offer to anybody out there that's going through different challenges or entering into a new relationship. Maybe they're having challenges with what they're in right now, whether it be professional, personal. Um, words of wisdom from Jules. Yeah, sure. Um, t- t- two big points for me. Uh, one, one is. Um, to um, to really catch yourself every time you say every time we say I'll be happy when I'll be happy mm-hmm. when because it, it's a hundred percent flawed. Yeah. You know that um, my grandma's passed away now, and we always used to think she was mad for saying this, right? She actually, I'm going to slow the words down so they penetrate. She said, "The secret to happiness." is being content with what you've got. Mm. Now, now I always got that confused. I always got that confused. I was like, oh, my God, in that case, you'll never go anywhere. You'll never go, on ho- you'll never go to a different place on holiday. You'll never aspire to have something. But it's, you, you know, you'll, you'll never drive to get, you know, to get a better job or a better mm-hmm. or, or stuff, right? It's, it's like the killer of ambition. Yeah, yeah. But like that I'm wasn't stagnant. But that wasn't her point, you know. Her, her point was to to slow down and look around you and go, wow, I actually have a home. Hmm. Wow, I've actually got both my legs. Like, 
I've, I've actually got, I've got two, you know, I've got my, my two kids, they do really well at school. I've got like, find the happiness in things that are around you is what she actually meant and mm. spend some time being grateful around that. So that's, that's, that's number one. Would that's be, great. Man. Be, um, I'll be happy when is utter bullshit. And the sooner mm. that we, uh, the sooner we learn that, the the less painful, expensive it's going to be <laughs> to, to try and really, and the way to and the way to um, uh, practice that is daily gratitude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the second one, ah, oh, geez, ah, yeah, this is a this is a massive one. The the for sure, the the secret without a shadow of doubt in a relationship you know in a marriage or a long-term relationship um or even a short-term one is all about communication yeah it's it's all all just communication it's like um hey i'm feeling really can i talk, you know with your partner hey can i talk to you about something i'm feeling really upset but but in the way that we communicate in a non-threatening kind of way, I'm, I'm feeling this feeling. I just wonder if you can help me through this feeling that I'm feeling, you know, like, can yeah. I talk to you about it? That's a very passive kind of gentle way of saying, mm. look, I'm feeling really frustrated. Um, but for, for a partner, for your wife or girlfriend or whatever, or boyfriend or husband or whatever, um, you know, for them to actually, you know, absolutely create a safe space to just go, look, I can tell that you're upset with something and and just just tell me what's going on, but to bring nothing to that conversation. So not I, I always listen. So first of all, I never listened, right? <laughs> In a relationship, um if if Michelle or or my ex were talking to me about something i would be trying to get my point across thinking about something that i'm right you're no yeah. that's not correct be, being defensive there's all this noise in my head mm-hmm. and so when i say bring it when i say bring nothing to the conversation it's drop being right drop being defensive drop everything and just listen yeah. and be list, listening to the other person and actually feeling that the thing that when you re- when we're really listening well we can feel what they're feeling mm-hmm. so when they say look um, when michelle says look i'm i'm really pissed off about this thing i go wow i, I can actually see how upsetting that is for you mm-hmm. that that's all they want man they're literally yeah. that's it they're like oh my god you you can feel me yeah, yeah. you know so listen so listen so listening to feel that part of communication is a game changer for sure yeah Man, I just, again, I want to highlight what you said, because that is so profound. I think, you know, you go to any relationship, marriage, any kind of counseling, Google anything for help on how to make this better. And communication is always at the top of the list. But I think that the two things that you just language, like, perfectly, in my opinion, one is that your statement wasn't, hey, you really upset me, which is it's an attack. It's it's blaming that person. You own your own feelings and stating, I'm really upset with this thing. So it that for one kind of takes the edge off of your words. And number two, I don't think I've ever read anything in about communication, uh, like the the broad strokes where it says, make sure you actually shut up and listen, <laughs> which is a hundred percent accurate. When we I, I'm I've been guilty so many times of like, hey, there's a problem, okay, I'll listen to you. And as soon as I start hearing something, that little tick of defense comes in and I've got something to say, I've got some kind of response, which 
in my experience, always ends in a bigger, bigger mess than it needed to be. But just being quiet, truly listening and, and allowing that other person the space to express what's on their mind or what's on their heart, man, like that, that goes miles. And I think that gets neglected so often when we say, Hey, you just got to communicate. Like, so good on you for that one, man. That was massive. Thank you again. No problem. Cool. Cool. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Um, if you've got any questions for either of us, you can reach out to me at underscore thriving in the trenches on Instagram or follow me on Facebook at Josh Jones. And if you've got questions for Jules, you can uh, reach out to me and I can relay or Jules, do you want to put any? Yeah, we'll just we'll just leave it with that. Um, folks, have a great week and I'll catch up with you later. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.